it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the regular PGA Tour events have come to a close and we're now into playoff time. Hi, it's the Secret Golf Podcast and I'm Diane Knox. So the FedEx Cup playoffs kick off this week with the Northern Trust at TPC Boston. The top 125 are locked in. We have three rounds of playoffs. So next week, the BMW Championship with the top 70. And then, as always, the Tour Championship at Eastlake in Atlanta with the top 30 going on to that one. So, well, I mean, it's been just a weird year. The season has felt uh, long in some ways with the pandemic. It's felt short in some ways when you look at the number of PGA Tour events and also the number of events that were cancelled. So, the way that it's going to work is after the Tour Championship, the 2021 season begins immediately with the Safeway Open in Napa. And then it's the US Open. So, I mean, it's, we're, we're getting zero break whatsoever, but we don't need that. It's just um, yeah, funny to think that it's going to be the 2021 season in just a few short weeks. But before that, we've got all of these FedEx Cup points to play for and the $10 million to the FedEx Cup champion at the end. So this week on the podcast, Elk and I will talk through our picks if you're um, if you're if you're looking to pick a winner for the Northern Trust, then hopefully our system will help you. We have the show that we do every Wednesday on the Sports Grid Network. It goes out on Wednesday at two p.m., three p.m., ten p.m., and eleven p.m. And we have. Uh, a bit of a system <laughs> so what we do is we look at the course and we pick maybe like the top five stats that are going to be important for someone to go out there and play well then we look at the field stats we marry the two together and we do a re-ranking so you have your official world golf ranking but then we do our own re-ranking to give you some sizzlers some fizzlers unfortunately and a couple of dark horse picks we'll go into that on this podcast and we'll talk about the seven members of the Secret Golf team who are teeing it up at TBC Boston this week. 
So Elk, it's round one of the FedEx Cup playoffs. We have the top 125 playing at TBC Boston for the Northern Trust. Playoff time always gets exciting. I think I like it better now that we only have three events instead of four. So top 125, top 70 and top 30. This year in particular, I mean, everything about this year has been kind of different, but the, the playoffs are going to be different in that we're just not seeing some of the big names as close to the top as we're used to. Well, I think they will get there eventually, Diane. I mean, we've got all the all the top players there this week. Rory McIlroy, DeChambeau, Tiger Woods, of course, is playing. Uh, Jason Day, all these guys are there. Uh, we'll see Morikara come back from his PGA win. This course up in Boston is pretty familiar with most of the players. This will be the first chance that since the pandemic, they get up there and now they've got a real big golf course. Arnold Palmer did this course and now there's more room up there than any of the courses they've been playing on tour recently. So there's, there's room to let it go this week. So it's definitely going to be a bombers course, which as you say, we haven't seen for a little while now. And we do our show for sports grid where we re-rank the field. We'll talk about that soon. And that's definitely an important stat that we've been looking at this week. But I want to start by talking about tiger. He's number 49 in the FedEx cup standing. So he's well within that 70 obviously aiming for the 30. We saw him play at the PGA. We saw him play Memorial before that. And it was kind of like, those are the two outings that we've seen of him recently. What do you make of, first of all, Tiger's swing that we've seen? Well, I've been watching Tiger really close, like everybody has. I can't believe how bad he's played this year. And he's still 49. It just goes, goes to show you how great he is. Of course, everything about Tiger is, everything's around the back. How is the back? And um, as I watch him swing, his swing has changed a lot over the years, of course, with, uh, you know, seven knee surgeries. And now he's had a couple of three back surgeries. But what I see the most is he has this new high right side coming through the ball now. In the old days, you know, your hips and your shoulders are totally different angles. When you get into the ball, when you're at impact with a, a player like Tiger, your hips are already 60 degrees open and your shoulders are still square. But Tiger now has this high, he can't get him apart. And as much as he tries, or I don't even know if he tries, but he's playing this sort of high right side kind of fade. He's so good at manufacturing um, a round. You know, we see him really, his stats this week aren't very good in putting. He's not very good in driving accuracy. You know, we know he's a great iron player. That's where he's the most comfortable because he can hit down into the ground. Mm -hmm. That's kind of straightens everything out for him. But on T-ball is always a question, but it's all about the back with him. But his swing is definitely, and he if he was on here, he would tell you the same, can't do what he used to. So anything that Tiger's doing now mechanically, it's to save his body and stop him being in pain. I think, well, I think that's true, yes. I think, um, you know, anytime you have a back joint, you know, that, that, is frozen now so you know obviously it's stiffer you know he can't move like he used to he can't get that separation of the joints but just just like what i said i just when you watch him this week i want you to check out um or everyone check out that once he hits it the hips and the shoulders all go together usually the last thing on a really um guy like of his power the last thing to get to the end of the swing would be his club and you'll see a guy like McRoy, his hips are gone and then the top unravels and he comes to his finish. Whereas Tiger, it's all in one piece now. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting you over to the left, but I have to demonstrate it. 
Wow, I'm going to be looking out for it. Talking of injury, another name that we have to mention is Brooks Kepka, because he's 97th in the FedEx Cup standings right now. Missed the cut at the Wyndham last week, and afterwards he did a very, it was a very strange interview. He was very coy. We know he's had knee problems, and he alluded to the fact that there's maybe something else that's causing him pain. He even, someone said to him, you know, did you think about withdrawing? You were in pain. And he was like, no, I couldn't do it. Like, I'm playing the Wyndham because I have to be here. He obviously is not going to be happy unless he makes it to the BMW next week. But, um, yeah, what do you think about this 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 injury, something else that's going on with Kepka's body? Well, whenever a player has an injury, especially in the lower part, like an ankle or a knee, usually what happens, Diane, is something above it starts to hurt. We saw Brooks on the ground at uh, Harding Park working with his trainer mid-round where he's working on his hip. And they said, oh, is it your knee? He said, no, 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 it was my hip, but I'm fine. That little hip, the, the hip joints uh, for us, they, they look like maybe just pop out a joint ever so slightly. We call it the million-dollar move. When he was laying on the ground, I think I tweeted, that's the million-dollar move. I told my wife how to do that. And what happens is your 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 leg gets stuck in your sacrum and, and you... You pull it, you pull it back, and it, it gives you so much relief. We've done it for years to one another in the locker room. We call it the million dollar move. But I think Brooks is just suffering from like all of us do at time to time. He has to make a decision, Diane, on his knee. If his knee indeed is still torn, patella, he went down. Uh, he didn't go down surgery route, and um, he's just going to have to weigh this decision. But Brooks's year is basically over. Mm. He would have to finish in the top three this week to advance to next week, and. You know, like I said, he's probably contractually because of all the lost events for the year on his contracts. He's probably, when he says, I've got to play, he's probably got to get to a certain number to feel good about all that. And uh, he's trying to play, but essentially it's over. And, you know, obviously, like we keep saying, it's strange times because it wasn't until March that golf was put on hold. So Brooks isn't typically one of the guys that would load up in the, the fall season to like the fall events at the, the start of the season to get that number up and to kind of like climb up those FedEx Cup standings. The guys that did that, they're the ones that have really reaped the benefit of this whole pandemic. Well, one of the things that the tour, you know, in, in my day on the tour, um, of course, Jack Nicholas, one of the greatest, and even Tiger and Greg Norman, they only played 15 events. Mm-hmm. Now the tour has pushed that up to about 25. They've got these guys playing 25 events. And what's happened is, we used to start our year in January in the Tournament of Champions and we'd finish in about November and we'd have those, you know, a month or two off. Mm-hmm. Well, now we just keep going. After this third top 30, Diane, it just starts again. I think you and I spoke yesterday on the phone about it goes straight out to Napa for the Silverado event. Um, it is pushing these guys. The tour on one hand would say, you know, we have 250 tour players. We're trying to give people the maximum amount of opportunities, the younger guys, to get in there and play. But it's wearing on the players because they feel like if they're not out there, they're not getting the points they need to get into the thing. And it's just all mental. Yeah. And I tell a lot of my friends, I said, look, you know, make your schedule and try to do what you can do. They go, yeah, but I'm going to miss this 10 million, this 8 million, this 7 million, you know, and it's driving them crazy. They don't know what to do. Yeah. And the other thing is the Safeway Open, the Silverado event in Napa you were talking about. So it's the week after the Tour Championship. The week after that is the US Open. So realistically, how many guys from the top 30 are going to commit to play the Safeway? 
none. Like you would think well, it would yeah, have to be might, none or minimum. Think about it. You're, in, you're in Atlanta. You mm -hmm. would have just played the last three. Are you going to fly all the way to California for one and then back to New York for the US Open? Probably not. not the top 30, we won't see that. And then the tour would argue on the other side, that, hey, this is a chance for all the young guys to get off to a great start in the 2021 season. And yeah. you know what? There's a lot of young guys who would kill to get in that event. And that's, and that's essentially what's happening. But there's a lot of pressure on the um, good players to go to some of these events and play them to make the field up and make it, you know, sellable and all that. So yeah. a lot of players right now are saying that they kind of like it in the pandemic. There's no fans and there's no hassles. And I think Phil Mickelson mentioned on the telecast at the PGA that um, there he was talking to Jim Nance and said that the, they were asking him about what is it like out there? And he said that a lot of players are burning a lot of less energy because there's no crowd there. Mm -hmm. Now we know that we got to have, we got to have a crowd back. Otherwise they're not going to have any more money to play for, but they're burning less energy. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I saw a few murmurings about on Twitter yesterday is the Asia swing that's coming up. Obviously, it's um, the CJ Cup in Malaysia, the WGC in China, and the Zozo in Japan. The chances, they haven't made any official statement on it right now, but the chances of those three events going ahead, surely, again, slim to none. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see a lot of our tour players that want to get on a plane and go to, go to Asia for three weeks. I just don't think that's a good idea. I mean, the tour has done a really good job of getting everyone in the bubble, testing, players are comfortable. They go into the same places they've always gone to, Greensboro, Boston. They know the environment. Go into a whole new deal. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I read that they're going to float it in Vegas for three weeks. Man, I wish I was still on tour, Diane. Vegas for three weeks? Are you kidding me? You win this much the first week, do you double down on the second and roll the dice? <laughs> Yeah, because it's the Shriners event. And then after that, immediately starts the, the three-week Asia swing. So maybe it would just make sense to keep everyone in Vegas for four weeks. <laughs> it was, there was never a truer statement that we couldn't wait to get to Vegas. And there was a never truer statement that I can't wait to leave Vegas. So I can't imagine staying there for three weeks. There's no yeah. way. That would be that would be heavy on the body for sure, <laughs> and the bank balance for a lot as well. Let's be real. I'll tell you a story about Vegas, Diane. I was um, back in the day. We used to play like three or four different three different courses: Desert Inn, uh, Las Vegas Country Club, all over town. And one morning, I had like this seven ten tea time, and um, you know, I was staying at Caesar's Palace, was my favorite place to stay. I was first off the next day, so I went to bed early and. My phone rang in my room, which is, you know, that's old school to start with. For my wake-up call, you probably remember. You're barely old enough to remember <laughs> calling down front for a wake-up call. Got on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung up, had a shower, took my clubs and went down and and uh, went through the casino. Of course, we know it's always, it still looks the same. Got in my car and I was driving down to the Desert Inn. I'm like, man, it is so dark out. You know, I mean, I mean, of course, I know it would be because it's early tea time. But then I turned the corner to go in. I saw this clock up on the wall on the casino it was 1.22 in the morning. What? <laughs> my room just, someone rang the room. I thought it was my wake up call. So I got up and shaved, shaved the whole show. That is a brilliant story. <laughs> Think about the people that I walked past in the casino with my golf clothes and my hat on ready to go to golf. At yeah, they'd be like, where the hell is he going? He's keen. <laughs> Did you go back to bed? Yeah. Oh, I had a, had a, I had a brothers that caddied for me. I had one brother named uh, Springer. There was two brothers. Anyway, I had one brother caddying for me, John Springer. And then when I went to Vegas this one year, the same the same week, later in the week, 
the other brother showed up to caddy for me. And I said, where's, where's your brother? And he goes, oh, he's not here today. I'm caddying. So <laughs> found out later that they had a big punch up and one brother knocked the other one out and he went and caddied for me. <laughs> Only in That's old school, old school uh, tour. These are the best stories. I remember when we talked to Fuzzy Zeller about Vegas back in the day as well. And he was like, it was just a completely different animal back then. Like, and you say, you know, as you say, everyone looked forward to going to Vegas and they still do. They still do. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so our show that we do weekly on Sports Grid is basically us re-ranking the field. So this week, TBC Boston, as a course you know well, you've played it many times, you said at the start, it's, um, it's a big hitting course. So we looked at the top five stats that it's going to take to go out and play well on that course. Then we looked at the entire field and all of their stats and we re-rank against the official world golf ranking. So this week, and we'll go through some of our notables, but did it throw up many surprises or did you expect to see the names at the top that were at the top? Well, as you mentioned there, we, we try to figure out who's going to win. What's it going to take to win on this golf course? We know, for example, that if we were playing a tiny little narrow golf course, with dog legs and out of bounds everywhere, then Tiger Woods may not be the favorite, but we put him on a big wide open course, then he's odds all change. So we, when we developed this model, we had to put in all these secret little things that we thought it would take to play well on that particular course. Yes, there's always surprises. Of course, no surprise that um, Rory McIlroy, Bryson DeJambeau, Justin Thomas, all of those guys, we call that the win zone. There's about a dozen guys that have sort of met the requirement that actually have every day they put together stats good enough to win on Boston TPC. But there's always a few that jump up. Mm -hmm. And um, I was surprised by a couple of them this week. Yeah. Um, our, well, if I go through the top five in our re-ranking, John Ram coming in at number one, Bryson at number two, Justin Thomas at number three. Number four is a name that we picked as our favorite for the PGA Championship and it worked out pretty good. He didn't win it, but he was in contention the whole time. And that was Jason Day. He's number four for us this week. Jason Day, do you not feel that it's coming? Like he's just waiting for this big win to come because his form right now is fantastic. He's had unreal form and no one was picking him for the PGA and you know, one of the reasons that he he uh, shuffled up so good at, at Harding Park was the ability to be able to hit these long iron shots from 225 yards was one of the big keys. And it's also a really big key this week. It's not 225 yards, but it's his birdie conversion on par fives. This week is a bomber's paradise. So whoever wins this tournament this week normally has totally dominated the par fives. Bryson DeJambeau two years ago, I think he had 16 under to win the tournament. Ten of that under was coming from the three par fives and one par four that you can drive on in one. Okay. So when we weighted it up a little bit, Diane, we have to take in consideration this week, driving distance. I don't rate that too much. I mean, that, I mean, there's a lot of guys that hit it long, but birdies on par fives are very important. Putting, scrambling. So they're going to be around the greens on these par fives. Can they get up and down? We saw some that went down, like Bubba Watson, who is an enormous hitter, should do really well here, but he's, not not chipping well and he's not putting well so we've got him going the other way but at the end of the day diane the 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 numbers tell the story and then we adjust a couple of other dials whether they're rested or whether they're swinging well or just a gut instinct if you will and 
that's the way we do it. Yeah, too right. Um, another name that does keep coming up every time we do this re-ranking, and I feel like we could talk about him every week as one of our sizzlers, is Scotty Scheffler. And we have him as one of the sizzlers for this week. He's 45th in the world ranking, 24th in the FedEx Cup ranking. We have him up to number nine in our re-ranking. And the thing about Scheffler, I'm going to get you to talk about his swing, but his form has been brilliant. Um, his most recent finish, he finished fourth. Actually, it's three most recent finishes, four, 15, and 22nd. Um, so we're ranking him really highly when it comes to form. But he's a big hitter, so driving distance. 14th on the PGA Tour. Did that surprise you? It did. You know, he has a swing. Um, he works with Randy Smith up in Dallas. Uh, played the other day with his brother down here in Houston, Bobby Smith. And uh, we talked about Scotty, who went to the University of Texas. And I never really uh, knew much about Scotty Scheffler until I, he started shuffling up in our rankings. But I really enjoyed watching him playing in the last group at the PGA. He has a kind of an old school swing. When you see him play, he goes real wide and slow up to the top almost like a Don Pooley of an old or uh, big long swing. And then he just downloads it and, and it looks really nice and fluid, but you would have, you could have not convinced me he was number 12 in driving distance, but he is, he smashes it. When yeah. you see, you see Bryson DeJambeau, it's just sort of a, such a mechanical looking smash. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, blah, you know, it's, it's a big heave. And uh, Scotty Scheffler does it with ease. And so does Cameron Champ. Cameron Champ looks like more like a big rubber band that just stings it. That's so there's more than one way to do it, Diane. And two of the other names that we have, Sung J.M., he's up nine spots to 15 in our re-ranking. And Lanto Griffin, who's 78th in the world ranking. And we have him at 16th in our re-ranking. So a massive jump. And again, well, he won the Houston Open in, in your neck of the woods. But he's been putting together some brilliant rounds. Um, I think his form dipped a little bit, but then he, he played well at the PGA, top 20 finish there. But the, the big stats for him, the par five birdie or better, he's coming in at 21st and then scrambling 16th. He's a pretty big hitter too, um, 42nd for the PGA Tour. So I love it when the computer, when we put all of it in, it spills out these names that are not traditional big picks. Well, there's a lot of different ways you can use our um, report, Diane. So once we re-rank everyone, there's no surprise that you might see all the guys we've already mentioned at the top, Thomas, Dijembo, but we're looking for value. You know, you may see a Griffin over here at, I don't know what he is on the Vegas ranking, but if we, if we have him pushed up, that's good value. And that's what you look for. When you go to the horse races, all the favorites, no point betting on the favorites, Diane, there's no money to be made. We want to know, we want to know that, the guy that's got a chance to do well at long odds, right? That's what we want. Yeah, for sure. Um, the On the other side of things, we have our fizzlers. One of them that really shocked me was Tommy Fleetwood. And you laugh at me because I seem to pick the brick. Your, 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 your hair brother. <laughs> the flicks. Um, He's 13th in the world, but we have him re-ranked at 122nd. And it's because since the restart of golf, I'll give you some of the red numbers here because it's crazy to think that he is 183rd in putting average. Like, would never have expected that. 174th in scrambling. And in that par five bar birdie or better, 204th for Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, I, you know, I can't put that together. You know, we know all these great players like Tommy Fleetwood plays really good at home. 
when he's overseas. He plays really good in front of a big gallery. I don't know. He's a long way from home right now. He's lonely. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. These guys eventually all turn it around. We've talked about on this show about your brother where he missed a ton of cuts and started to make a comeback, and now he's kind of put it together. Um, when does it click? Okay, I don't know. I don't think it's going to click for Tommy. Uh, what's he on FedEx? Um, FedEx, Tommy, is 89th. So, I mean, the 70 is within play, reach. But Yeah, if he doesn't play good this week, he's back home for – he, he may not come. We not we may not see him again till the U.S. Open. So it's really hard, Diane, to and we have a meter for this. We have a little how much give a crap do these guys give a crap about this week? Well, Tommy Fleetwood, I would think he's going for broke this week because he's got to probably finish in the top five to advance to the next round. He's got to gain. He's at 89th. He's got to get into the top 70. But top 70 is not what excites Tommy Fleetwood. He wants to get down into the top 30 that's where the money is for the next week yeah so he's got to go for broke so it's going to be like a race car driver diane you're going to put the fast tires on this week and try to crash every corner yeah. you'll be shooting at every pin i would uh-huh yeah you have to um i think a lot of the guys like friday night just in case <laughs> get back to the uk one other name that I want to talk about who was a fizzler and he's just i always see him as being like mr consistent is Matt Kuchar. So it's kind of a surprise. 23rd in the world rankings, 63rd in the FedEx rankings. We have him 53rd in our ranking. Um, and it's because, well, first of all, he's never been one of the big distance guys. So 201st when it comes to distance. And par three efficiency, that longer par three, 200 to 225 yards, he is 199th. So those were his two big red numbers and form for him lately has not been great either. Just haven't seen anything of Matt Kuchar at all since uh, the players have come back from the pandemic. This course, Diane, when they built it, Arnold Palmer built this course and when we went up there to play it for the first time, if you didn't hit the ball about 280 in the air, they had all these bunkers out there all over the place and if you hit a 280 like Rory McIlroy, you just went over everything. Yeah. And of course, then the, the the width of the fairways was 50 yards wide. And all of us guys that were shorter with that bunker half the fairway, we had to drive into half the fairway over here. And it was, there was tons of letters and everyone wrote that it was just a totally unfair golf course. And they, and they made some changes, but still it favors the guy that hits it over everything. Matt Kuchar is one of the shortest hitters out there. One of the things I admire about Matt Kuchar is he, he's never really tried to, change his game he's just played his game and he's made a absolute fortune doing it but he's going to play over here in this half fairway this week and he's short and he's not playing good so that's one of the reasons we got him going down this week diane this golf course is not suited for a short hitter okay i want to talk about jordan spieth because you're actually picking him as your dark horse this week which makes me very happy because i always want to see jordan do well and i want to see him get back to that player that we kind of associate with him being 100 in the FedEx Cup ranking right now. So, again, a lot of work to do if he's going to make it to that top 70. But what do you see in Jordan's swing? There was talk of him, like, going for distance, but, you know, you were telling me that you don't think that's what it is. Well, I heard an interview um, with Jordan after the Greensboro event last week, and he said that he, he you know, he said other uh, players, David Duval said on TV that he was going for distance and he promised him he wouldn't. But he, Jordan said he, he wasn't going for distance. He... 
he has a swing floor that he's really focused in on when he takes his driver back. Somehow he gets the shaft leaned way too forward and the face open. So he said, as soon as I get the club to about here, I don't know what I'm doing. So, but what I also heard about that interview is he's kind of up for it. You know, he's up for the battle. He realizes that golf's hard. He also realizes that he thought it was, um, uh, we, sometimes we think that when we start getting bad bounces and something's against us, like there's uncontrollable forces pushing us down. And in, in, in the good times, we think we're always going to get a good bounce. But the thing I heard about Jordan Spieth, which I love, was he's up for it. He's got good attitude and he wants to get back. And he thinks he's pretty close to, let me see here. He thinks he's pretty close to getting the right idea with his swing. And he's, of course, he's one of these guys that if he gets it back, watch out. But, you know, there's a reason that Jordan has found himself where he is. He's not hitting it good. He's got the foul ball that goes off every day somewhere. But he also, you know, he used to look at the hole when he putted. He went cross-hand, this, that, and the other. So somewhere in there, there's slightly a short circuit. And But I feel pretty good picking him this week as my dark horse. Okay, good. Um, the show is on the Sports Grid Network at 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, and then they repeat it at 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. at night, all on the Wednesday. So um, if you're looking to get those golf picks in for the Northern Trust, then hopefully that's going to help you out a little bit. And um, we'll put some stuff on our social media too. When it comes to the Secret Golf Team, we have seven of our guys who made it to the 125. Jason Kokrax, number 90. Pat Perez at 79. Brian Harmon at 69. Jason. T. Poston at 59, Andrew Landry at 48, Ryan Palmer at 29, and Mark Leishman at 14. So for those guys, I mean, Leishman had the win at Tory Pines at the start of the year. It's kind of been, well, and at, at Bay Hill, he played well too, but really since the restart, we haven't seen much greatness from Leishman. However, you know, being at 14 right now, he's in a great position. It's like a new season for Leishman. Yeah. If I'm Leishman, he won in Tory. Finished second at Bay Hill. Here comes the virus. I know in Virginia, because I was texting with him, they didn't get to play. The golf courses were closed. So he was off for like 10 weeks. And he's like, I remember texting him one time and he's out playing. I said, how was it? And he's like, oh, he said, I'm playing like a 15 handicapper because he hadn't played for so long. And Leishman needs this sort of rhythm. He grew up in Australia where it's real windy and he's got to find his swing and he doesn't like to get on the computer. He doesn't, doesn't do any of that. So and then he's played terrible in these last eight weeks, uh, has no momentum. So I think if I'm Leishman, I cut it right there, cut that two ends of that pandemic, throw it out, and I start my season right here, yeah. right now. Yeah. And, and I mean, for Eastlake, he is, he's not guaranteed for Eastlake, but the chance of it being there is high. Oh, very high. I think, you know, he's going to go to make one cut this week, which is, you know, should be fine for him. Then next week, the cut's... Everyone's guaranteed. So all he's got to do is position himself into the top 30 to get to Eastlake. There's a ton of money there. If he plays good, he can still win the whole show, win the 10 million, whatever it is. It's amazing. And um, yeah, he's got a great, he's great, a great opportunity. It's all about right here for these guys. What, what's going to, what's going on right here and how are they thinking of themselves? Mm -hmm. I told you before, Diane, if I ever wrote a book again uh, for golf, it'd be how not to destroy yourself would be the title of the book by Steve. So <laughs> There'd be a chapter in there of, of getting out of this bad stretch and how do I see myself right now? Yeah, you could still write that book. You should do. I mean, you've got to look at all these guys that you can talk to about it. <laughs> um, when it comes to making it to the BMW Championship, Jason Kokrak, 
Pat Perez and Brian Harmon, JT Poston as well. Um, they're kind of like the ones that are going to be really focusing on that 70. And I talked to them all last year at the Northern Trust at Liberty National and asked them if they watch the numbers as they're on the course to see where they are or if they just go out and play and, and hope for the best. And it's very 50-50 with our guys, I would say. Well, I could, I could imagine who would want to know. Like, I, I would imagine that Perez would want to know, like, if he was five under for this day and the projection on the board said he was in the top 70, yeah. he'd want to know because then he, he would do everything he could to stay there. Yeah. Other guys might have the attitude that I'm just going to go out there and play the best golf I can today and let the chips fall where they may. I've never done that. I mean, I've never believed in playing a game where I didn't know the score. So everyone's different and whatever makes you – make it work but as you noted there we've got three of our players outside mm -hmm. I, I said earlier about Tommy Fleetwood if I'm those three guys I'm playing all out this week I'm going to hit at every pin I'm going to hit because if I don't make it into the top 70 this week I'm home for a month which by the way is not a bad deal for some of these guys that have been on the road by themselves for you know Kokrak's got kids uh, Perez has got a little baby JT JT can stay out there more he he putts so good. If I could just get him on the green, if I was, if he was listening to this, I'd say, JT, just get on the green yeah. in regulation yeah. and give your putter a chance to be the star. Okay. They've got to play well this week to get yeah, in for next. Definitely do. Well, we're going to be following them while they play at TBC Boston and we will have updates on our social media. But Elk, thank you very much. Um, we'll be, well, watching our Sports Grid show today, 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern and then 10 p.m. and 11 p.m. And you can find it at sportsgrid.com. If you go on like Apple TV or YouTube or um, Amazon Fire, Roku, Sling, you just search for Sports Grid and it should pop up and you can watch there and we'll see how our picks get on this week. Go Tommy Fleetwood here. <laughs> Thank you, Diane. So if you want to check out our show, the SG Tour Report on the Sports Grid Network, then you can do so again every Wednesday. It's on at 2pm, 3pm, 10pm and 11pm. And you can find it on YouTube as well. Just search for Sports Grid. If you're looking to find the show, the easiest way to do it is if you go online to sportsgrid.com. They have a live feed that runs constantly so you can watch it there. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. We'll be back with another one next week for the BMW Championship. And hopefully there's a big bunch of our guys who make it to that top 70. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.